0: the Lord's Prayer in John 17. Uh, but this is the disciples' prayer since it's the model that Jesus gave for prayer to his disciples, and that includes us. <clears throat> this morning, we will be looking at just the first line we find in verse 9. And, uh, and we will find that as we take a close look at these few words that they will set the course for and provide the meaning and the purpose for the rest of the prayer. I was amazed the more that I looked at that and just how that really, uh, that really is the case. And that the prayer is more than just a guide for us in prayer and how to pray but is even more importantly a guide for how to live and the very purpose for our lives right here in this short verse. My hope is over the next several weeks that we will see deeper and life-changing truths in this prayer that we have maybe perhaps never seen before that will draw us nearer to God and produce in us a greater passion for the glory and the majesty of His holy name. And that what motivates our prayers and how we pray will be radically transformed. So would you pray with me to begin? before we look at His Word. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that as we approach Your Word this morning, that You would draw us nearer to You, and that Your Spirit would move in our hearts to explain to us what You really mean for us to know in a way that transforms our lives and increases our passion for your greatness and your beauty. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> so here we have uh, before us the Lord's Prayer, and I would say probably most of us have this memorized in one translation or another. Um, I'm going to be reading it so it it may sound a little different for you. Uh, I'm going to be reading it from the complete Jewish Bible. They actually include the New Testament. (laughs) You therefore pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us the food we need today. Forgive us what we have done wrong, as we too have forgiven those who have wronged us. And do not lead us into hard testing, but keep us safe from the evil one. For kingship, power, and glory are yours forever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. Some translations say, our Father in the heavens, our Father in the heavenly realms, sanctify your name in our midst. May your name be kept holy. <clears throat> Most commentators agree that this opening line, the salutation, introduces to whom we pray, and followed by not a declaration, not a praise, but in fact the first request. In this verse we actually have the first request in this prayer. And so the first line has two parts to it, which gave me the title. The person and the purpose at the center of prayer. The person and the purpose at the center of prayer. Our Father in heaven May your name be kept holy. The more I meditate on these few words, I keep getting all the more amazed at the depth of meaning in them and what they say about God and our relationship to Him, not only in prayer, but also in all of life. In fact, it was brought up in the sermon group as we discussed this that... uh, I guess what you're having this morning is a condensation of uh, we, could, we could take each word and make five sermons. <laughs> That's how much there is to the meaning of these words. But when taken together, all well, the impact is amazing for us if we really soak it in. So what we have here is about God and our relationship to him, not only in prayer, but also in all of life. And how we pray and what motivates our prayer becomes how we live and what motivates our lives, giving them purpose as defined by God, our Father, our Father. What an opening. The use of our, we, and us throughout indicates something other than an individualistic approach to prayer, something that unites us in our relationship to God and to one another, in our needs and in our requests and in our praises to Him. It shows that we must have the interests of others. In mind as we pray, we are in this together. It doesn't mean that all prayer is corporate prayer and community all the time, but that even private prayer has others in mind rather than merely being self-focused, because in context, we are part of something bigger God is doing that includes all of us together, moving forward together. We are part of God's kingdom and His sovereign rule, serving His purposes. To say our Father reminds us that we have a unique, special, intimate relationship with God that the world cannot have apart from receiving Christ that we have been born of God by His Spirit, and we are therefore His beloved children and can come to Him as our Father. Our Father in the heavens. The relationship between these words, when taken together, adds an amazing dimension to each one of them. This has in mind God Almighty, who dwells in the heavenly realms, who made all things and rules all of creation. This whole salutation of God, our Father, in the heavens teaches us two wonderful things about our relationship to the Lord God Almighty. The heavenly realms speak of His transcendence, to address him as Father comforts us with the nature of his imminence. While God fills the vastness of creation with the whole of his being, even to transcending it all with his infinite presence, being unfathomably greater than all that he has made, he is yet near to us with all that he is not merely in close proximity in that kind of nearness but nearness relationally. Relationally He is close. Our Father. While God is beyond our comprehension He makes Himself knowable and He makes Himself known to us and we are known by Him and Welcome welcomed even by Jesus to join Him in calling Him Father. And that changes everything. It's one thing to call out to the God who sits enthroned in the heavens, but to come to Him as our Father gives us all the more hope, all the more assurance, all the more expectation because the relationship we have with Him. What would a father do for us, who loves us. How much more of a difference it makes when we have such a personal relationship with the living God who rules the heavens, yet is near to us as a caring father, to whom no earthly father can be compared. He defines fatherhood in everything that it ought to be. There's no father like him. And we can say He is our Father. Our Father. And we can entrust our lives to Him. This is the Lord Almighty, our Father. To be able to say of the judge of the earth, of judge of all, I personally know Him is great. To be able to even go so far as to say, God is my friend. That's quite another thing. But to say of the maker of the heavens and the earth, the king of the universe, the glorious one, he is my father. (laughs) Wow. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. It doesn't get any better than that. That changes everything about how we pray and how we act, because of who he is and our connection to him, our connection to him. Think about it. Is there anyone on earth or in heaven you would rather that you would want to please more than one who is identified as your father? in the heavens who redeemed you at great cost. How much more do we love the God who is our Father who loves us and sent His Son to bring us to Himself? How much more do we trust In a God who is our Father, how much more do we want to please the God who is our Heavenly Father? No wonder Jesus tells us to pray this way. It's the way He prayed all the time. I looked it up. Every prayer that He said, He addressed God as His Father. There was one exception. And it doesn't count, I don't think. It was from the cross, and he was merely quoting (laughs) My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And he had to point to that. And that's another subject. Otherwise, every time he prayed, it was Father. His Father. And He invites us to do the same because that is the relationship that we have with Him. And it is the relationship that draws us nearer to God than we might even otherwise imagine. It makes a radical difference in our confidence with which we approach Him and the expectations we have in His presence. Our Father In heaven, we have a Father who is set apart in glorious splendor. No one is like Him. His majesty. Majesty we cannot wrap our heads around. Eternal God who is continually worshipped by the angels. That's our Father. (laughs) Our Father in the heavenly realms. It's to this Father in the heavens that we make our first request. May your name be kept holy. Sanctify your name in our midst. Don't dare ever let it be dishonored. we're sticking our neck out when we ask that request. Because we know historically God is willing to vindicate His name at any cost, even if it means punishing His own people. What's more important to you? God's holy name is a stake in everything. It's to this Father in heaven, that we make this request because we love Him. And He is at the center of our hearts. Make your name holy. Keep that name holy. Whatever it takes. And that's what drives the rest of this prayer. Like all of the requests that follow, how much more personal interest do we have in this request being fulfilled and kept because the Sovereign Lord is our Father? And this particular request is the very purpose of all the rest. The rest of the prayer flows out of and is dependent on this whole opening line, our Father in the heavens. May your name be kept holy. It all points back to that and all flows out of that. And we'll see as we go along in the following weeks how that all fits together. The Passion Translation, it's a fairly new translation, puts it this way. And I think it really helps us to understand this prayer, is, that how it's as much about life as it is about prayer. This is what it says. Our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. That really captures the gist of it in terms of the general Greek meaning of it. Our Father dwelling in the heavenly realms, may your, the glory of your name be the center on which our lives turn. The first question in the Westminster Shorter Catechism asks, what is man's chief end? That's the old version, man's primary purpose in modern English. Man's primary purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. You see that right here? (laughs) That's what it's telling us in that short verse. The beginning of this prayer is meant to set our hearts on God our Father to produce in us a desire to honor His name as holy, sacred to us, sacred to us, so that every other request seeks that same purpose, to honor and glorify Him, and that our lives seek to do the same. That's what was on Moses' heart when he spoke to God in Mount Sinai before he was told to lead the people out. He says, do not, do not allow us to go without you. Do not lead us up from here unless you promise me that you will go with us. For how will all the people around and and all the nations know that we are your people? Isn't it with you going with us? He wanted God to be seen as the true and living God, the deliverer, the Savior, the Redeemer. He wanted the nations to see God above all other gods. Joseph, when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, What was on his heart was the honor of God's name, the thing that caused him to run. How can I do this? Not against Potiphar. How can I do this thing against God? God Against God's holy name. Because the sovereign Lord is our Father, how much more do we want to honor His name? How much more Would we be personally offended when His name is dishonored? How much more do we want to see His name glorified in all the earth? This first request then establishes the purpose for all the rest. How sacred is God's name to us all the more because He is our Father. And so throughout the prayer, How much more because the sanctity of our Father's name becomes personal. Do we want to see His kingdom come so that our Father is glorified? That our Father would make Himself known in the world, fully establishing His rule for the sake of His holy name. How much more? For our delight in Him, do we want to see His will be done in the earth to the extent that it is perfectly done in the heavens? That would be huge. Because you see, the angels perfectly accomplish all of His will and carry out His mission that He gives to them. Perfectly, without exception. And this is asking that the same thing would be done, we see that same thing being done here on earth. His will not being resisted. That's a huge request. But we're calling on Him for the sake of His name. How much more for the delight of Him that we want His will to be done as it is in heaven. Because we cherish the greatness of his name more than anything we want nothing to resist his will how much more because of because the sovereign god who owns it all is our father do we trust him for our daily needs putting the high honor of his name on full display when he provides, and He helps, and He heals, so that He is glorified even in our bodies. Because God is our Father, how much more can we rest in His mercy to forgive, and to even grant us the grace to forgive one another? And how much more And we have great confidence in our Heavenly Father that He will have compassion on us and putting limits on the testing and rescue us from the evil one. We can trust Him for that. For the sake of His own name and because there is no father like Him, God will always be near to us like no other to help us to answer all of these requests that we have throughout this prayer for the glory of His name and for our good, for our joy that is wrapped up in Him. What a difference. (laughs) What a difference it makes in all that we pray and all that we do to know that God who rules from the heavenly realms is our Father Who hears and answers our prayers in in, in accordance with His perfect will. Out of His fatherly loving kindness. We've heard about that one before. What a difference it makes. In our interests and in our pursuits. When we are conscious that our Father's name is at stake in all of it. And so we want everything, in everything we want to seek, in everything that we seek, whether in prayer or in life, to uphold the honor and the praise of His holy name, that it never be dishonored because of us. What a difference it makes when we know God is our Father, how much more passionate then do we want our lives and what we hope and pray for to be a positive reflection on his holy name, which we cherish? He is, after all, our loving Father. Can you pray with me. Oh, our Father in the heavens. Your name is glorious. Holy, holy, holy is your name. Amen. This